Welcome, good people, to the Always Hope Podcast. I'm Dr. Mario Sacasa, and genuinely, I hope that today finds you doing well. So wherever you are, God bless you today. All right, so often in this show, I try to provide sound relationship advice. I'm a marriage therapist after all. And I provide advice related to dating as well as to marriage, but I have not given the online dating scene enough consideration. So that is today's episode. Let's talk about the do's and don'ts of online dating. Joining me on the pod is Katery Bean, the director of content at catholicmatch.com. Katery offers some practical tips that get you rolling online. In today's episode, we discuss how to set up an effective profile on their website or other dating apps creative ideas for virtual dates, how to make the transition from online dating to actually meeting the person in person, ideas for dating during a pandemic, and managing the complexities of long distance dating. When the show is done, join the conversation on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Mario Sacasa. I look forward to hearing your thoughts there. And let's get into this conversation with Kateri Bean on online dating. Katery Bean, welcome to the Always Hope Podcast. How are you doing today? Really great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's an honor. I'm, 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 I'm just really grateful to have this because, you know, this discussion on online dating, I have to be honest, I, I like to pretend that I can put my professional hat on and, you know, my mm-hmm. fancy doctorate and be like, oh, I've counseled so many people and, you know, I've helped through relationships. And while all that's true, I really you know, I have to admit, I, I know very little about online dating and, and I have to, I have to confess my ignorance here. You know, my wife and I, we, we met in college, uh, and we've been married for 17 years. That was before the iPhone was even invented, which just, just sounds weird. I mean, it just makes me sound so old when I say that. <laughs> I think the, the internet was invented. I will say that there was internet, you know, there was uh-huh. online dating apps, even when I was in college in, in, in the early two thousands. Um, but it was just really in its infancy and it wasn't anything that, there was still kind of a mistrust about it. And, and you kind of felt that like the people who used it were like just people who couldn't get a date, you know, by themselves. And mm-hmm. so, so there's still kind of this bias that was there that I, I know it does not exist. And I have, have had plenty of clients that I've worked with over the years that, that mm-hmm. have met online and people who've had very successful stories online uh, from dating online. Yep. So, so, and we live in an online world right now. We're, we're having this conversation remotely, you know? Yeah. So, so I get that everything has just changed. So uh, I don't know. I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful to, to, to peer into this conversation. I know that the listeners are going to be blessed. So just right out of the gates, you know, introduce mm-hmm. yourself. How did you start writing and working for Catholic Match? Uh, and what just drew you to, to want to work for them? Yeah, definitely. Um, so thanks again for having me on. Uh, like you mentioned, my name is Katery Bean and I'm the content manager here at Catholic Match. I actually just started less than a year ago back in March in the midst of all of this pandemic. So it's kind of a crazy time to start a new job, um, but it's been really great and I love it. What brought me here to Catholic Match um, really was my desire to find a career where I could really blend my faith along with the talents that I have for writing and digital marketing. Um, And Catholic Match has been a perfect fit for that. So I'm so grateful uh, for God bringing me here. It's truly amazing. It's an amazing blessing. Um, It's just been truly awesome to see how God works in the smallest ways um, to bring me here. Yeah, so I was an English major in college. That's how I got started writing. Um, After I graduated, I worked for a couple of secular places. Um, 
mostly selling liquor. That's amazing. Um, as, <laughs> as soon as the opportunity to work somewhere that was authentically Catholic came my way, I, I snapped it right up and here I am. So that's kind of uh, the gist of uh, my story here. Now, n- not to go too far into this, but how was working for those liquor companies uh, as a Catholic? <laughs> It, it was pretty crazy. Um, it was super fast paced um, and you had to pick things up really quickly and work with a bunch of different people in a bunch of different ways. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, but I did really um, miss having my faith integrated into more aspects of my work life. Um, I was not lucky enough to go to a Catholic school, but had I gone, um, it's amazing to kind of blend, you know, your education with your faith and I really want to blend my work life with my faith. And ever since starting at Catholic Match, I've been able to do that daily. And it's just a tremendous blessing. That's awesome. Uh, I bet you you evangelized some pretty good people, though. Probably had an opportunity (laughs) to have some some really great conversations with folks who probably never set foot in a Catholic church. So Yeah, uh, yeah. definitely. No, that was a great opportunity. Um, But I certainly love getting to work with Catholics on a day-to-day basis. It's really great. Amen. Okay, so let's ease into this. All right, so if somebody is single and kind of has their toe in the water, and and is like, I don't know if this online dating thing is for me. Mm-hmm. Like, should I just get, you know, should I just get connected with friends or, you know, I, you know, if somebody's kind of right there, like, like what encouragement would you give to this person? Basically mm-hmm. like, like who is online dating for? Like, who does it work for? Who does it not work for? Mm-hmm. And what type of encouragement would you give somebody who doesn't quite know whether or not they mm-hmm. should or shouldn't set up a profile? Yeah. So um, the first thing I'd say is really just do it. Like just try Um, there's really no harm in trying, you know, um, you're never going to regret putting yourself out there. I don't think, um, and it really doesn't hurt to try. Um, obviously it's, it won't necessarily work for everybody. You can't expect it to just happen overnight. Um, it does take a little bit of effort to, you know, put together a nice profile, put yourself out there and make sure you're engaged on the website. Um, but again, it really doesn't hurt to try. And I just encourage everybody, you know, whether you're nervous or you've maybe tried it in the past and it didn't work out, um, regardless of where you're at, I just encourage you to try it because it's not going to hurt to try. Um, online dating really can work for anybody. Um, people of all ages, all over the world. Um, that's the great thing about the internet is it really does work for everybody. Um, but like I said, you know, there's a few steps you can take to definitely be more successful at it. Um, you have to get better at putting yourself out there, you know, messaging people, checking out people's profiles, sending them a like, sending them an emoji, or even better, sending them a really great message, um, that will hopefully get them excited to talk to you and get to know you better. Um, online dating will work for anybody that's willing to put in the effort and is willing to take that first step to just try. Got it. All right. Great advice. So, so just do it, you know, just try it's, yeah, it's just there's no, it. there's, there's, there's <laughs> nothing, there's, there's a low risk here. Um, outside of whatever monthly subscription you gotta, you gotta pay for these things. But so like, mm-hmm. I guess with that, I mean, Catholic match obviously is the company you work for. There obviously yeah. are other online dating sites mm-hmm. and apps that are, that are available. Um, do you think that people should just put a profile on every single one of them, whether it's match.com mm-hmm. or, I don't even know all the apps, you know, <laughs> Tinder, Tinder, Bumble. We're not yeah. talking about Grinder. We're not even, <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's not, per, that's not pertinent to our conversation for today. Um, no. You know, but, but all the ones that are at least trying to get people mm-hmm. together, you know, in, in a healthy, productive way. 
Um, well, I think it really depends on what you're looking for. I think, um, actually, regardless of what you're looking for, I would really just pick one and stick with it and make sure you're doing that one really well. But if what you're looking for is a future spouse who is going to share your values, share your faith, um, and that you can really build a faithful life with, then I would really encourage you to check out Catholic Match because, you know, you may or may not find Catholics or people that share your values on those other websites. And the great thing about Catholic Match is it kind of gets that out of the way to begin with because you're on Catholic Match. You're looking for other Catholics. You're looking for a Catholic who shares your faith. Um, and again, it really just boils down to what you're looking for. You know, I encourage everyone who considers themselves a Catholic to really think about what you're looking for in your future spouse. And probably the majority of Catholics will agree that someone who shares their faith is of the utmost importance to them. So if you're looking for someone who shares your values, share your faith, and hopefully will share what you're looking for in your future, then I would definitely encourage users to find Catholic Match and to stay away from the more secular sites where you don't necessarily know who you're going to end up with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's always a risk, you know, with, with, with any of these, with online stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why you want to take it slow and, and make sure that at least the people that you're kind of connecting with do share those values. Yeah, for sure. You know, I just, I, I, I've watched a few, um, well, I'm, I'm really interested in the topic of dating cause I'm, I'm, I'm working on a, on a, on a class and mm -hmm. that, that helps people kind of guide them through this dating process and really looking at dating as a, as a, as really a discernment in life. And, and dating is something that, well, again, it can be casual for sure. I mean, mm -hmm. you can go out and just, you know, have coffee or drinks with people just to kind of get to know and, and connect and, and do all of that. No problem. There's nothing wrong with that. Of course, the casual sex side of that would be where we would pause, but just going out and casually connecting with people, that's fine. But mm -hmm. that dating in and of itself, the intention for it is really to, to try to discern marriage and, and not just yeah. marriage in the abstract, but marriage with a particular person and, and trying to see, okay, is, is this the person that, that God has for me? Now, you know, we'll, we'll get beyond that. The mm -hmm. process of that is beyond what we're going to talk about today, but I can see certainly the value of saying, okay, well, at least out of the gates, you know, who do you want to open yourself up to? You know, there's, there, because the online world, you can open yourself up, so to speak, or, or connect with hundreds and hundreds of people. And some mm -hmm. of that is, is part of the problem, even with Tinder sometimes is that, it, it, when you open yourself up to so many people, it makes it very difficult to make a decision. It makes it very difficult when you have too many choices to actually settle down and say, is this the one? Or if it doesn't work out, you could always say, well, you know, there's always another person kind of waiting in the wings because I know mm -hmm. I have these other profile people, you know, these other people online who like my profile. And so if this guy doesn't work, I can just move on to the next one. And so like, there has to be, I, I think, you know, back to the question at hand, like, do you open, do you just do every one of them or just limit yourself to a couple of them? I think I'm in agreement. I think I would say, you know, limit yourself to a couple just for the sake of minimizing the number of choices that come to you, because mm -hmm. if not, you're going to get inundated. If you're an attractive person, you know, just in, in not just physically, but, but, but in every aspect of that, I mean, you're going to be a good match for, for a lot of people. And don't want to be overwhelmed with too many choices, you know, to mm -hmm. even say, okay, well, who, who do I, who do I make that first step with, with regards to a date? Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's a, that's a great bit of advice. All right. Now I read one of your articles about, um, profiles and setting up a profile. Okay. So, so we're walking mm -hmm. with this fictitious person. We're saying, okay, we've encouraged yeah. them to, to take the step into the online dating world. Now it's time to do it. All right. So what does mm -hmm. it take to make an effective profile? So, the way I typically like to approach it, especially with talking with people, is um, 
I like to suggest things that you definitely want to leave out of your profile. And then I like <laughs> to talk about things that you will want to add to your profile. Um, some things that you definitely want to leave out of your profile is really any sort of negativity, especially negativity about previous relationships or maybe difficult areas in your life. Um, nobody wants to jump on a profile and see a paragraph about your ex-boyfriend or girlfriend and how much they hurt you in the past. You know, that's not attractive. And it leaves, it's going to leave a bad taste in most people's mouth if they come across that on a profile. Um, some other negative things that you might want to leave out are complaining, um, talking about how you feel like you're never going to get married or just any sort of negativity that maybe doesn't put you in your best light. So I would leave all negativity and complaining off altogether. Yeah, um, let, so let me stop right there. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I think that's really good. And, and, and I'll follow that up just by saying, there is a time and a place for having those conversations. Mm-hmm. There absolutely is a time and a place to share those fears that you have about, about uh, being single or the pains of the past, the relationship. Mm-hmm. But just like in, in anything, there, there has to be um, a gradual kind of intimacy that forms with, a, with, yes. with somebody. Yes. And an mm-hmm. online dating and a profile is about, for lack of a better word, it's about as shallow as you can, and, and not in a negative sense, but just in terms of like, you're not, you can't reveal the fullness of who you are just by, just by profile. Yeah. Like it just, it, you can't do yeah. it. So you want to just give enough that, that kind of allows for, for some engagement mm-hmm. to happen. And however exactly. you reciprocate that engagement, then you start going towards uh, depth of sharing. Uh, if the person has earned your trust, if, if after yeah. a couple of dates, the person is somebody that you do like and that you do feel like you can continue this relationship. Those, mm-hmm. All of those things can and should be discussed on the journey towards marriage, but maybe not right out of the yeah. gates on, on, on the profile. Yeah. And I mean, you know, your online dating profile is really, it's your first impression with someone. And if you were meeting someone for the very first time, you know, at an event or something, you wouldn't walk up to them and be like, Hey, my name's so-and-so. And I had a terrible girlfriend last year. That's, that's just not how you would ever introduce yourself to someone. So I, I, I encourage people to think about their profile as really their first impression to potentially hundreds of matches out there. So just think of it as a first impression and choose your wording and your topics carefully because it's like your first conversation with someone. Yeah, that's it. it the asynchronous conversations. This is this is how we live in the online world, and so <laughs> yeah. it, it's the first way of, of kind of getting out there. Now, even when mm-hmm. it comes to like something like your profile picture, I mean, mm-hmm. it, there's what was it? There was a commercial I think a couple of years ago from Hotels.com, and it was like Captain Obvious or something. And <laughs> and the, did you see this one? You know, what I'm talking about like the the woman. She's like on the yeah. she she like the, the the commercial starts with like. The, her looking at the profile picture and then she puts the phone down and the guy across the the, the table from her to date looks nothing yeah. like like yeah. like the guy yeah, in the profile picture that. like yeah like a toupee on or something like that and she no. was like uh, I don't this isn't right you know and Captain mm-hmm. Obvious comes in and makes some some obvious statement obviously yeah. about the whole thing so like where where's the balance there between you know you want to have an attractive picture mm-hmm. you know but you don't you don't want to lie. You know, you don't want a picture yeah. that's from like 10 years ago, you know, no. after you just ran that first marathon and you looked all mm-hmm. ripped and sharp, you know what I mean? Like yeah. where, where's, where's the balance that's there for, for somebody? Yeah. Well, I mean, being genuine and authentically yourself is key. You know, you're not you, by putting a photo up. That's not 
really how you look now. You're not doing yourself any favors because then when you meet someone, you know, it's going to be confusing and awkward. Um, <laughs> what I always encourage people to do um, when setting up their profile is to just get a friend or family member to take some nice photos of them. You know, they don't need to be professional. Um, we all have cell phones that have great cameras now, so there's no excuse not to have some great photos of yourself. You know, go outside, go to your favorite spot, go to your favorite restaurant, um, get some photos of yourself with your dog or, you know, just things that you genuinely enjoy in your life and make you happy. You know, take photos there because it will show through. Um, and again, just be genuine and you don't have to treat this like it's a like it's a photo shoot for a magazine, you know, just be yourself be happy in them and get a variety of photos showing a variety of things. And that's kind of a great place to get started. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It's just, I, I, you know, even with everything online, it, there, there is always that, um, back to the initial question. I mean, it, it, putting mm -hmm. yourself out there is hard. And, yeah. and so even yeah. taking the time to contact a friend and be like, Hey, you know, can you <laughs> spend an hour with me at my park, at this park to get a picture? I mean, like all of that, I can imagine in and of itself is anxiety provoking, you know, just to, yeah. to ask somebody to take time mm -hmm. to, to do that and then to take those pictures and then to pick the ones that you like. I mean, uh, for me, the last couple of years, I started this podcast a couple of years ago and being in the online world for the first time, really with Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn yeah. and everything else and trying to promote the show. I mean, it just, it does take a lot of work, you know, to have the mm -hmm. right pictures of yourself. You don't want to be too self-indulgent, even when it comes to just yeah. Instagram and those things. You want it to really be a service uh, mm -hmm. for other people. But when you're talking about an online dating profile, it really does have to be about you. And there's, there's yeah. no way around that. I mean, that's, that's yeah. what you're setting, you're setting it up for is for people to find mm -hmm. you and to, to have some, some, some match, you know, some, yeah. some attraction there. And um, I would, I would encourage people just don't overthink it, you know, just be yourself, you know, you're, you feel comfortable posting photos of yourself on Instagram, you know, so take that kind of approach to it. It really is at the end of the day, it really is just a photo and you can change it whenever. So have some fun with it and just try not to overthink it too much. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now you're saying that you have to stay engaged. What does that mean on, on the websites? Yeah, for sure. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, you know, you really can't just put up a profile and then just expect your future spouse to show up knocking on your door one day. It's not going to happen. You really have to work to put yourself out there. So that means putting together a good profile. That means browsing other people's profiles and checking them out, <laughs> literally sending them a like, sending them a message. Um, sending messages is so key. Um, I think a lot of people get very nervous sometimes and feel like they aren't, they can't be the one to start a conversation. And I encourage everyone, you can always start the conversation. Um, you know, whether you're a guy, girl, go ahead, start a conversation. Um, again, don't overthink it too much, you know, send someone a message, tell them you think they look cute in their profile picture, ask them what their hobbies are, ask them what their favorite prayer is. There's a million different ways to start a really fruitful conversation. And at the end of the day, that's really all it is, is it's just a conversation. You don't need to overthink it too much. You're not asking someone to get married. You're just having a conversation. So how do you start the conversation without sounding creepy or just outright justifying <laughs> them? Like, hey, you, your profile looks really nice. You know, like, yeah. just, how do you, how do you, yeah, how do you articulate um, that, you know, in a way that just doesn't come across as just weird? Yeah, no, again, there's a lot of things that I would encourage people to leave out of their first messages. Um, again, with the negativity and anything that sounds kind of creepy, um, something that I feel like you really can't go wrong with um, is when you're browsing these profiles, you look at someone's profile, hopefully they've written some things about themselves, you know, whether it's their hobbies, their work, 
um, stuff they like to do with their friends. Just send a message talking about that. You know, if you see a guy and guy and he has on his profile, you know, he's a big Patriots fan or something, go ahead, jump in there, start talking about football or talk about maybe um, their hobbies. If they mention that they like art or music or something, I really encourage to um, send messages that are more personal and will naturally open the door to a more natural conversation instead of, you know, spamming people with the same, Hey, 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 over and over again. That's probably not your best bet. So change it up a little bit. Don't have your standard mm-hmm. go-to, um, you know, things I've seen in movies or shows, you know, like, yeah. you know, like whatever the go-to is, you just kind of throw that out there across line. the board. Yeah. You're, you're, you're one pickup line. You just throw it to every single mm-hmm. person. Don't do no, that. No, make it more personal. I think making things more personal is always your best bet. Absolutely. And, and I like the encouragement also that, again, anybody can start the conversation. And, yeah. and I think sometimes for a lot of single women, they feel that they can't. They feel mm-hmm. like it's too forward or that they're yeah. just not capable of, of starting that conversation. Yeah. But, you know, single ladies, you know, start it. Mm-hmm. Start the conversation. Send that message. Send, Send that message. Right. Send that like, you know, have, begin that conversation. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that what you wouldn't want to send in the first message is because, again, back to the overthinking thing, I could just yeah. imagine a lot of people overthinking this and For probably sure. finding somebody who uh, they like or they, they, they find attractive and then mm-hmm. immediately Google stalking that individual and doing mm-hmm. a Facebook search and going through that person's profile on any other mm-hmm. social media platform. Before they mm-hmm. even send a like or some type of conversation, you know, starter to them. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what, what do you think about that? Is that is that prudent to kind of do a little bit more research on this person? Or do you think that that's just kind of creepy? Going back to that word. Well, on Catholic Match, you know, we don't have people's last names on there. So okay. it hopefully very difficult for someone to stalk you down. Um, that's um, that's very intentional on our part. We want people to feel safe. Um But for the other dating sites, I can't really speak to those, but I would encourage people not to do that because for starters, you don't know what's true and what's not true online. I think it's more important to have a conversation with someone um, and really get to know them better uh, before you really go down that route. Um, I would just, I really encourage people to take things slowly. Don't, again, don't be overthinking. And I think a huge part of overthinking is you know, jumping on Google and trying to figure out like what high school they went to and who their ex-girlfriend was and blah, blah, blah. Like that's just not doing you any favors. Um, And again, the person or information you might find online, it could be a totally different person. It could be not accurate or it could be really old. So I suggest that people stick to the actual app and communicating there um, until an actual relationship is formed. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, you know, first message shouldn't be, uh, on your Facebook post from August you know, 13th, <laughs> you, you were at, you were at a party who, uh, you know, looks like you guys were having a good time. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, don't, don't, do that. No. don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I, that I, would I, certainly I, creep me out. And I like to think that would creep most people out. That would creep me out too. Yeah. So I was Instagram and I saw your dog's name's Austin. You know, my dog's <laughs> name's Austin too. You know, like, uh, that's just... Yeah. So, so far the conversation has been what not to do. You know, I think... Yeah. I, I, I think what to do seems to be pretty obvious, and uh, yeah. and so maybe this is a, a, a shorter podcast, and uh, we just lost all of our audience here. But but so there's <laughs> there's a lot not to do that that will help you sure. in, in in the long run when it comes to all this. Mm-hmm. So all right, well let's keep going. So you've set up a profile. You 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 were courageous enough to have those pictures to to set them up. 
mm-hmm. and you're engaged, you're, you're checking, you know, not every minute of every day, kind of, but mm-hmm. a couple times a week, kind of going yeah. on there, engaging in conversation. Um, and, and all of a sudden, somebody emerges, you know, it's, it's been a few weeks since you've set up your profile, maybe a couple months and somebody's kind of mm-hmm. caught your eye in the conversations mm-hmm. you've begun to have online. There, there seems to be some at least connection that, that you're beginning to feel. Um, yeah. what does that next step look like for somebody? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because obviously in the pandemic, things have changed, are changing. Um, but pandemic or not, I would encourage everyone before they meet in person to definitely jump on a Zoom or a virtual chat of some sort and really have a video chat um, and get a feel, a better feel of who this person is and kind of connect face to face, though on a screen um, before meeting in person. Obviously now with social distancing, travel restrictions, that sort of thing, meeting in person for the first time has a variety of new difficulties that we didn't have a few months ago. Um, So I think a virtual date makes all the more sense to do now. But even when these restrictions lighten up, um, I would still encourage people to jump on a video chat or two um, before meeting in person, because again, um, like messaging, uh, texting, that sort of thing, that's all really great. Um, But getting that face-to-face sort of feel online is really valuable too. Yeah, because that's the that that's the first time you shift from asynchronous to synchronous conversation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and that that shift is important because in asynchronous yeah. fashion, you can spend thirty minutes uh, trying to deliberate over the the right verbiage for what your yeah. response yeah. should be to the initial mm-hmm. comment that comes back your way, but when you're in a Zoom, even in a Zoom meeting, you're just just chatting. And, uh, and yeah. just chatting means that, you, you know, you can, you can stumble and you can mm-hmm. make mistakes and, and do all of that. Mm-hmm. And that is what allows you to start being yourself and, yeah. and the other person start allowing them to be themselves. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's great advice. Now, first dates with COVID. I mean, how do you, how, how do people, do, I don't even know how people do that. I just don't even know. I mean, like with a yeah. mask on, you can, you can't even go get drinks. What do you, And I mean, another huge part of it, too, is it varies so greatly from state to state, right? So the state I'm in now, we're open, but you have to wear a mask everywhere. But I know that that's different. I know a lot of places, you know, restaurants are still pretty restricted. Um, So that really does vary. Um, But yeah, for a first date, I always encourage people to just pick something that's kind of casual and a place that they'll feel comfortable. We have a lot of users who are always like going out to coffee. That's like their go to first date. And I think that's a really great example of something that we're all kind of familiar with um, and can feel comfortable. You don't have to get dressed up. You know, Um, I think that's a great first date. But, you know, things like baseball games, when those do start happening, that's another great opportunity or meeting for mass is another good one. Um, I can't tell you how many success stories their very first date was going to mass or adoration. And I think that that's beautiful because it sets the tone for your relationship right away. And again, it's in public, it's somewhat casual, low pressure situation, but really anywhere you feel comfortable, you can have some fun and um, engage in conversations to get to know each other better is really great. Mass is a first date, really? That, yeah. I mean, sorry to be question marking it. on that, you know, or adora- I mean, th- there's probably not a whole lot of conversation that happens there, right? Or Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, you can meet after mass. A lot of masses have coffee and donuts afterwards, that sort of thing. Or you can go to a restaurant. Um, but I, I'm not exaggerating when I say of so many of our success stories, their very first date was meeting for mass. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. It is beautiful. Yeah. Mass and, and then coffee afterwards or mm-hmm. I guess if you eat 
first and then go to mass, you have to make sure you, you have the hour fast there <laughs> yeah. before you, you spoil things up. Um, mm-hmm. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Martin. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Katerie Bean. If you are new to the podcast and looking for other great episodes related to dating, I want to encourage you to check out a couple of my past episodes, particularly episode 16, where I do an AMA on a college campus and I fielded questions related to dating and relationship advice. It was a really engaging conversation. It was wonderful, as well as episode 51, where I interviewed Dr. Roy Salgado about dating in your 30s or 40s. So check out those other episodes and let's get back into this conversation with Katerie Bean. So, but I think you know, that's good, you know, in terms of beginning and just just trying to, from the get-go, um, make the foundation of the relationship prayer and, yeah. and, and discernment and oneness with God. And, and again, not putting too much pressure on it, but because God wants us to have fun and God wants us to, mm-hmm. to, to live our lives and to just live in a relationship. And, and it's sometimes the pressure of like discerning, I'm, am I getting married? That type of thing kind of like yeah. can crush a relationship, you know, because there's so much pressure on like, is she, isn't she, or should I, or shouldn't I, you know, like you just have to be together and, and mm-hmm. pray together and enjoy each other's company. Um, so but go back to just even thinking about like dating during COVID. I mean, like just none of those things can happen. I mean, like, I mean, now I mean, mm-hmm. we're Louisiana is similar. I mean, the States are by and large open. There's still our restrictions in terms of capacity, yeah. number of people that you can have in a restaurant or in a bar. Um, but even when you're out in public, everybody has to have masks on, Yeah, uh, which is difficult, obviously when you're, when you're out kind of getting coffee and being right. together. So any thoughts on that? Well, you know, there are still, I've been encouraging a lot of our users to, you know, go to a hike, uh, go to the beach, all outdoor activities for the most part seem to be pretty open regardless of what state you're in. Um, But again, to bring back to the virtual dates, those are also a great opportunity. And, you know, it doesn't really need to be just the two of you sitting on Zoom, having a conversation. You can have fun with it. Um, With all the technology we have, there's a lot of options Uh, Like, for example, there's a whole bunch of Netflix extensions where you can literally watch the same thing at the same time on your screen. I think it's called Seen It. Um, That's a really great way to sort of have a movie night. Even though you aren't physically together, you're both watching the same thing. We've also been encouraging users to, you know, get in the kitchen, set up your camera um, and cook the same dish or just cook dinner together. So that way it's more of an activity or doing something or, you know, reading the same book and then getting together virtually to discuss it. Um, I think a lot of times people think a a video chat has to be just people sitting there talking about each other, but you can have a lot more fun with it. And people are getting super creative um, during this pandemic, which is really cool to see. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Those are all great ideas. I I mean, in terms of doing activities together and just trying to share time Mm -hmm. together, which is really what a date should be. I mean, you want to obviously be able to have that time in conversation, but you Mm want to have some shared activities. Uh, so it's not just like laser focused on us, you know, on each other. Yeah. You want to yeah. know how this person, you know, responds to a baseball game and and the ball coming mm-hmm. to them. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they spill the hot dog with the mustard on their pants. Uh, you know, yeah. how, how, how do they handle, you know, set mm-hmm. activities, you know, if they flip out and start yelling at the, the hot dog guy, that's, that's yeah. not a dude you want to, you want a second date with, you know, like, yeah. you know, you go on a date, you go to the restaurant, you know, and, and, and is she a good tipper or not? I mean, I hate to mm-hmm. say, it, but these are some of the questions, you know, you, you're kind of looking that's for, because this is the quality of the person that, yeah. that, that you're trying to figure out. So what, what, what about long distance? I mean, you know, with, mm. with online dating, I mean, I guess, excuse my ignorance again, when it comes to Catholic match, but I'm imagining 
you can kind of set geographic restrictions or, and then if you want to be open to anybody in the country or all over the world, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be, and and then you could just do all these zoom meetings and everything with, with, with a long distance person. I mean, what, what do you think kind of initially are your kind of pros and cons to to starting a, a long distance relationship? Yeah. So I've worked with a lot of long distance couples recently, especially like on social media and with some of our success stories. Um, There are a lot of people that go on Catholic match and end up in a long distance relationship because they're open to that. Um, And I think it's a really beautiful thing, but obviously there's a lot of unique challenges for people in a long distance relationship, especially now um, where, you know, borders are typically closed, flights are hard to get, that sort of thing. So they're definitely facing new challenges now on top of all the challenges they already had already, um, which is definitely intimidating. But I do encourage people to be open to it. If you're in a position that you can handle a long distance relationship or you're willing to move, I definitely encourage you to do it because there's a lot of great people out there that you wouldn't have met otherwise. But for overcoming some of those challenges, I think communication is key. We hear from a lot of different couples who say, you know, we're making it work, but the only reason we're making it work is because we're so good at communicating. Um, Whether that's setting up a daily phone call that you always call, you know, at five o'clock or a Zoom call or just sending each other love letters in the mail, kind of taking an old fashioned route, sending each other surprises um, and just being aware that you're both struggling in this together and it can be overcome. It will be overcome. And just having patience and understanding for each other, knowing that you're on opposite sides of the country or maybe even the world. Right. Right. Yeah. So that intentionality I think is the key Mm -hmm. when when I'm working Mm -hmm. with couples that are in a long distance relationship or people are asking me advice about that. I I agree wholeheartedly. Intentionality is is fundamentally key. And, And even that like, that there's a freedom in that, that you look forward to those five o'clock conversations Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel like it's a burden. Um, if you go a week and a half and you, and you haven't even thought about the person, I mean, all of that just are kind of indications about Mm -hmm. kind of what you really think about the person or not, or whether or not it's something that's worthwhile. But if you feel like there's a freedom and there's a desire that that you want to continue to share, you want to continue to have conversation, then intentionality absolutely is the key. Because unlike if you meet somebody, on a college campus, for example, like Kristen and I, my wife, we met in college and, and we would have some of those chance encounters where mm-hmm. I'd be coming out of class and, and she would be coming out of class and we just kind of happened to bump into each other. And it's like, Oh, Hey, well, you got an hour, let's go, you know, hang out together yeah. or something like that. Or if you, if you date a coworker or something, it, you know, mm-hmm. if you have somebody that, that you meet through a fitness class or a rec league or things like that, I mean, there always ends up being these kind of moments where you have opportunity for continued conversation, continued mm-hmm. engagement, or kind of accidental encounters, so to speak. Um, yeah. But all of that is gone, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to online dating. It, it, I mean, I, I guess you could accidentally be on Facebook <laughs> messaging at the same time. Yeah. You know, you see, you mm-hmm. just happen, but that just seems so small, you know, of that of yeah. that happening. So, so setting up those those intentional conversations yeah. um, is is key. Now, when it comes to Catholic match, I mean, when when a couple actually kind of matches and connects at that point, mm-hmm. like the 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 um the platform, it, it doesn't help. Does it help with conversation, or is that when you when you when you shift over then to like phone calls and Zoom or or any of those things? Yeah, I mean, most of I would say the majority of the couples I've done success stories with have said you know they've interacted online for a couple of weeks um, before transitioning to other means of communication. Um, 
obviously we have the messaging platform in Catholic Match. So I really encourage users to message there. But when you do feel like your relationship is going to that next level and you're ready to close out your account, of course, you can switch to text messaging, Zoom calls, you know, meeting in person, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, no, definitely message and get to know the person first before transitioning to any other form of communication, um, just for your own safety and just for the sake of, you know, committing to someone. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what makes it successful? I mean, is it, you know, you said about success stories, are we we're mm-hmm. only speaking about relationships that end in marriage or, or um, yeah, so our success stories, they either have to be engaged or married. Okay. All right. Yeah. And what does that look like? I mean, what is, what, what are the, I don't say percentages, but I mean, like, it's just how often does that actually happen? You know, on, on the So site? my inbox is flooded every day with people that are closing out their account and they want to do a success story with me. But yeah, I hear such a variety of stories and you know, the fact of the matter is everyone's different and then everybody's relationship is different too. So what worked for someone might not necessarily work for you or work for your relationship. Um, But again, I think the communication and willingness to put yourself out there and willingness to take the time to really get to know someone are common factors in a lot of these success stories. And also another thing, because we're all Catholics, a lot of these success stories, they mention how much they prayed during their relationship and how much they learned to rely on God during their relationship and just really trust him and trust his plan for each other. And I think that's a really beautiful thing and something that is often overlooked in secular dating. You know, if you jump on Tinder, people probably aren't going to be thinking about their relationships um, in a prayerful way. But at Catholic Match, that's a great thing that you can incorporate so easily into your relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. And it should be the foundation of any relationship. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, being able to do that right out of the gates, you know, there's always a balance with, with, with both. I mean, you want somebody who has your shared value set, but Mm -hmm. just because somebody's Catholic doesn't inherently mean you're going to be attracted to them. I mean, that's a, that's Mm -hmm. a good starting point. Like you also need the other aspect of it as well. You need personality, you need hobbies, you need interests, shared interests Mm -hmm. that the, that I guess, bring to life your faith to some degree. We talked about being everybody being unique and, and, and unrepeatable. That's JP2's language there. That, the sense that, like, yes, your, your faith is absolutely uh, important. And I couldn't be, imagine being married to somebody who wouldn't um, share the depths. But I know plenty of couples who, who, who do um, have mismatches with faith or religion and, and they make it work. Um, yeah. For sure, whatever God is calling you to, you know, that, that's, that's the place of your own discernment. But, but being able to have the, the foundation of, of prayer is key. Um, but also, again, on top of that, that, that personality, the, the shared interests, the, the connection, uh, the attraction, all, all that other stuff is, is part of one's discernment uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to figuring out whether or not this person is, is, is right for me or not. Yeah, of course. Something that I think a lot of people think as they, you know, whether they're dating in person or online, they think they know exactly what they're looking for. And that may or may not be true. And it can also change quite a bit, especially as you get to know people. So for everyone that's online dating, um, I encourage them to, you know, think outside the box a little bit. You may think that you have to date a guy who is six feet tall and is a great cook, but 
maybe you don't actually need to marry someone like that. There's a big difference between what you actually need in a future spouse and what you think you need. And a huge part of the dating and discernment process is figuring out what exactly you're looking for with someone and what exactly are kind of just these fantasies or, you know, it would be nice if they were like this, but it's not necessary. Yeah. I think you bring up a great point because and that's my one concern I would say with, with, with dating mm-hmm. online dating is that you, you can be too quick to, to write somebody off yeah. that, oh, be, sure. because yeah. something in their profile says mm-hmm. um, I'm single and I have a couple kids and you had yeah. some, you know, just line that you would say, mm-hmm. I would never, I would never date somebody yeah. who's divorced um, and mm-hmm. who, who doesn't have, you know, but, but you, and so then you would look at that profile and you would just be like, oh, you know, off, off, yeah. off, you know, oh, this yeah. person is too short or this person's hair is, is too light. Yeah, I think that's a huge mistake. And so I would just encourage you, you know, don't box yourself in, you know, it, it's great to have sort of a platform of what you're looking for, but be open to meeting new people. You know, you never know who God has in mind for you. You never know who God has in mind for you to meet. Um, and so really just don't box yourself in. And, you know, as long as um, no one, as long as no one is leading you to sin or really challenge your values in that sense, I would be, I would say, be open to dating new people and meeting new people. Even if you think, you know, I can't see myself marrying this person, give them a chance. I just, I always encourage people to just give people a chance. Again, there's, there's very little harm that can come from giving someone just a chance just to have a conversation and get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. If a couple of years ago, I, I mean, I, I wish I could remember the author's name, but there was an article that was written in, in the Atlantic. It was called something like why young people are having less sex or why millennials are having less sex, something like that. I can, mm-hmm. I can put a link to that in the show notes. I read the article. It was brilliant. And then she followed up a couple months later on a wonderful interview on one of my favorite podcasts, not, mm-hmm. not named Always Hope, but one of my favorite podcasts called uh, <laughs> The Art of Manliness, uh, which yeah. I, is a is a great podcast, and and Brett McKay, the the host, and her were having a wonderful conversation about about mm-hmm. why this trend is happening, and yeah. and it's not just because of chastity uh, or workshops that, that the younger generation is having less sex, but some of it, a lot of it, had to do with with changes in in relationships and and how we view even things that used to be standard, you know, protocols as just being a little bit creepier now, you know, going to a bar, meeting somebody, like there's a little bit more fear with that. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of it has shifted. A lot of these initial conversations have shifted online, whether they're happening through Instagram or through Facebook Mm -hmm. or specifically through um, uh, an an online dating platform. And what the the author said, and again, my apologies to her that I can't remember her name right now, but what she said in the interview was that one of the things that that tends to um, happen with online dating is that it, it skews towards physical attraction. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you are somebody who is, um, um, you know, photogenic, uh, somebody who, mm-hmm. who is easy, easy on the eyes, so to speak, that that tends to, to get more likes because the initial kind of viewing of the person is that, is, is what you see in, in the image. Where, mm-hmm. you know, people who um, maybe are relying on their personality, um, not that they're not attractive, but mm-hmm. that they know that they can carry a really great conversation or that they're really funny and that they can carry, they, they can crack really good jokes and, <laughs> and, and they can talk about things in a way that, that makes them attractive in different aspects, not just physically. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like those are the individuals who it's not insurmountable, but that it does present, you know, challenges, uh, you know, for, for them to get past that hurdle, that initial mm-hmm. hurdle. Um, what, what do you think about that? No, I completely agree. And this comes back to creating your profile, you know, um, 
just because you don't think you're a model, um, that doesn't mean that someone else won't necessarily think you're a model. Uh, and then secondly, you know, use your profile at, to, to your strengths. You know, if you really do have a good sense of humor and that's how you attract people to you, let that shine through your profile. Um, and again, if you are, you know, chatting with someone, whether it be video chat or just messaging, you know, really let your strengths shine through. And again, I just encourage people just because you don't think you're attractive does not mean that other people won't find you attractive. Just try to get over that and give yourself a little more self-confidence. Just put yourself out there and see what people say. Um, but I promise you, someone is going to find you attractive. Okay, absolutely. All right. So how how has this transition been for you working for Catholic Match? How has it helped you and your relationship with your husband? Um, it's really interesting. Um, it's, it's made me think a lot about like our own dating and stuff that we did when we were younger. Um, it, it's just, it's a totally different world. And I, I really appreciate the challenges of online dating. Um, looking at it now from this perspective, it's, it is definitely intimidating. And so I can relate to all of those challenges. Um, and again, I just think, you know, the Catholic dating process can be really overwhelming. It can be really intimidating. Um, and I just, I think oftentimes as Catholics, we get so caught up in rules and the Catholic way to do things. And that can really hinder you, you know, um, I just think about how there really is like no Catholic way to date as long as no one's sinning. Um, and just, you know, looking back on my own past with my dating, I think about ways that I could have maybe been more open or he could have been more open. And it's easy to get caught up in the little things that don't matter very much. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we, as Catholics, we, we, we love our rules and, uh, mm -hmm. we, we, <laughs> yeah. we want to know, is there, is there a Catholic way to date? Is there, and, mm -hmm. and the answer is no. And even when it comes to marriage, similar again, there's yeah. certainly, uh, questions of what's sinful, what's, what's not mm -hmm. sinful. You want to stay away from those, but you know, by and large, there's a big sandbox that, that you get to play in. And yeah. I think that's a broader question for sure that, that people tend to forget is that God wants you to play in the sandbox called life. I mean, he wants mm -hmm. you to, to be yourself. He wants you to, to, to explore, to do, yeah. to, to engage, to do all of those things. Um, and, and not just be, you know, boxed in by, you know, the supposed way that it's supposed to be done. Um, and he wants you to be happy. And that that's really important to keep in mind, especially, well, you know, you're single and you're struggling and maybe you don't feel so happy right now. Just know that God does want you to be happy and he has a plan in place for you. And maybe it's not happening right now, but it will happen. And just learn to trust in God and learn to trust that he wants you happy and he knows what's best for you. So what about for people who are in their late thirties or early forties that are still single and trying to, trying to find a match on Catholic match? What, what are your thoughts for, for, for the older single crowd? I think the number one thing that I can say to encourage these older demographics is just don't lose hope. Um, so often I hear from some users who feel like it's hopeless just because they're a little bit older and that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, so you're definitely not too old for it. Um, and there's definitely a place for you. And again, God has a plan for you. Just learn to trust in his timing. Just because you're an older single and you aren't married yet does not mean it's not going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's hard. It's a cross. Uh, I, uh, for sure it's a cross. I did an episode with, uh, Roy Salgado, uh, just a couple episodes ago on dating in your thirties and early forties. He, mm -hmm. he was, uh, my former dissertation chair 
uh, when I was getting yeah. my doctorate and, uh, and I know Roy's story. And, uh, so I was grateful mm-hmm. that he shared it. You know, he, he was pretty good in the episode. Just, I encourage anybody to yeah. listen to it. If, if they're older and, and need some encouragement, he got married yeah. at 41 and was single mm-hmm. uh, all the way up until he got married to his wife. So it can happen. Um, yeah. life is hard. There's no doubt about that. Uh, mm-hmm. wondering what God's plan is for our lives sometimes can, can be, a uh, bewildering ed- endeavor. Um, because mm-hmm. it, it is challenging for sure. And, yeah. um, the not losing hope piece of course is, is, is the key to this, this podcast and what we're trying to do with this show and this ministry. Yeah, um, sure. but it, that doesn't take away the reality of, of the pain of being single mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. cross that is there. Um, I've always equated that to, to like a couple who, uh, struggles with infertility, you know, that there's yeah. this great good that you've discerned in your life that you, you feel is what God is asking of you, uh, whether it's to get married or to, to have a child. And then the answer just continues to, to not come mm-hmm. in the way that you want. And the only thing that we can do in those moments is appeal to his grace and, and have trust in providence, uh, mm-hmm. that, that as hard as it is, um, you know, God, God does have a plan, um, and, and God knows what he's doing and God uses all things for our salvation um, and yeah. uses all things for, for his good and his creative process and creative will. Mm-hmm. So, so it's hard, but, but certainly encouraging people that whether it's on Catholic match or, or just like Roy, Roy talked about, you know, just being open to being set up by your friends and, yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and just put yourself out there and saying, okay, like who are people that I trust that I know that, uh, you know, have my best interest in heart, that they know what I'm looking for in a potential mate match. Uh, and so, so just allowing yourself to be open again and, mm-hmm. and not closing yourself off and going on those dates, you know, that yeah. your friends set you up with. And, and if they set you up with bad people, then, you know, you need to change your friends. Uh, you know, if they don't know who yeah. you are, you know, you know yeah. just joking. Or at least you need yeah, to get, you, you, <laughs> you have to get better at putting yourself out there. But then also one other thing I do want to touch upon is, um, you know, your single years, as you know, hard and challenging as they can be, there's a lot of room for a lot of fruitfulness to come out of your single years. Um, in the session that we just did with Julianne Bartlett, I think she got married when she was in her late 40s. She talked a lot about how as an older single, you have the opportunity to serve the church and serve your community in ways that married people can't. And, you know, the church and the community really needs people like you who have a more flexible schedule, who maybe aren't taking care of children, um, who have a wealth of knowledge and experience to share. And so it's a really great opportunity to not only just give back, but to meet people through giving back and really set yourself up so you can meet people, but also serve them as well. It's just, it's a great opportunity to do that. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's absolutely true. You know, again, like you have purpose, you're alive. Mm-hmm. Like there's meaning in your life. Go find it and yeah, go engage go and, and go do it. You know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever your circumstances are. And for sure, single people are absolutely more flexible in their time and capable of being able to serve their churches and their communities in ways that married people with children just can't because mm-hmm. uh, we have kids that we have to take care of and, and such. So all right, so a couple final questions here in uh, mm-hmm. as we're moving through the end of this. All right, so let's say you know things are great. Couple, you know, they've met a Catholic match. They're engaged. Success story. It's awesome. But uh, what if they don't? What if they they break up? And um, you know, how do you how do you how do you navigate that? How do you get back into the game? How do you how do you how do you recoup and 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 keep going? 
So we have a lot of users on our website who are divorced and annulled. Um, something that I think we don't talk enough about in the church is the annulment process and how important that is for people who have been divorced um, to not only prepare themselves for a future relationship, but to also go through the healing process that the annulment really is, you know. Um, that's something that I encourage everyone to do. If you have been through a divorce, definitely, if you don't have your annulment, go get one and begin the process. Um, you'll find it very healing and it will really set you up for success as you search for a future relationship. Um, even if you aren't looking for a relationship right now, I encourage everyone to go get an annulment anyways. Um, yeah. And then once you have your annulment and you feel like you're ready to start meeting people, um, make sure you're fully healed from everything you just went through. Make sure you're ready to actually start meeting people um, and then proceed with caution and have a little bit of fun with it. Like I said, we have a lot of users who are annulled on Catholic Match, um, so you're definitely not alone. I think that's important to keep in mind and just hopefully learn from past mistakes and really embrace the God, the plan that God has in place for you right now. Yeah, the annulment process can be viewed as a burden um, if mm-hmm. if if you view it as just this mere legal activity, mm-hmm. um, which sometimes, unfortunately, the church, I hate to say it this way, but it kind of, it does come across that way when you're talking about submitting mm-hmm. paperwork to a judge and a tribunal and, and, you know, it just mm-hmm. it, very legal language that that's there um, because canon lawyers have to make, you know, these decisions. Yeah. And so, so I, I get where that can come from, but I, I would say that a, a more positive approach would be to, to really, do the, the assessment. I've always viewed it almost kind of like, and this is maybe not the best way of saying it, but for me, at least I've articulated mm-hmm. it like almost like a, like a marital autopsy. You know, when, when you do all of the, the mm-hmm. self-reflective pieces that come with an, with yeah. an annulment, you're really trying to do the work of healing and, and understanding why did this thing go wrong? Exactly. And, and what's the evidence that we can point to to say that the sacramental grace was just never present. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then how do you learn from that? How do you how do you grow from that? You know, the, the emotional time that was invested, whether it was sacramental or not, is, is, is still there. Um, and so I, how, how do you, how do you process that? How do you heal from that? Um, mm-hmm. and, and continue to grow, you know, in, in all things. And so, yes, uh, life's hard, life's messy. Um, yeah. you know, it, it seems like we keep going back to this refrain of, of, of not being afraid to show up, not being afraid to put yourself yeah. out there. Um, trying always is, is better than, than, than not trying. Um, and even if you try and, and things fail, at, at least trying actually is, is, is good sign. It's good. Mm-hmm. And not just to coming to whatever fear or insecurities or narratives that you have inside of yourself, like it, putting yourself out there is of course a vulnerable process. And there's no doubt about that. It's doing it though, in a way that is calculated for sure that, uh, allows you to 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 try to make appropriate decisions and to set yourself up for success. So just want to encourage mm-hmm. everybody. You know, if you're listening to yep. this and and you need a little encouragement today, well then there it is. You know, so uh, Kateri, thank you so much for for joining me on the show. Uh, if people have been interested and would like to know some more about the work that you're mm-hmm. doing at Catholic Match, how how can they do that? Um, by visiting the Catholic Match Institute. We have tons of resources out there for people covering all of these topics and more. Um, I would also recommend that they sign up for our weekly email sends because we do a weekly newsletter that includes um, articles, resources, all of this um, on these topics. But then definitely follow us on social media. Our Instagram page is a great place. We're just at Catholic Match on Instagram. We have 
you know, daily stories, articles, uh, success stories that are always really fun to see. So be sure to follow us on Instagram and check out the Catholic Match Institute. Awesome. That sounds great. Okay. So final question. I ask all my first time guests, Mm -hmm. what gives you hope? It gives me hope. Um, I find daily hope, especially in adoration. Um, I love the silence there um, and just the opportunity to open my heart to God and let him into my life. And I don't think there's ever a time that I've left adoration and not felt so much more hopeful than I did going into it. Amen. That's a great practice, man, being able to reconnect with the Lord in that very particular way. Amen. Okay. Well, God bless you and all the good work that you're doing at at Catholic Match. And uh, thanks so much for giving me the time today. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Yeah, you too. Praise the Lord. Well, here we are at the end of another great episode. I pray that you guys enjoyed it and are having a wonderful day. If you are looking for more, check us out at faithandmarriage.org, where we have a list of our upcoming speaking events, whenever those happen again in 2021, as well as our marriage retreats. And you'll find some other great content on the website, our blogs, marriage resources, all sorts of good things there waiting for you at faithandmarriage.org, as well as past episodes of the Always Hope podcast. God bless you, everybody. Have a great day.